Hello and welcome to episode 144 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host Bob Fallon. And I'm your co-host Joel Fallon. And this week we're going to take a look at two more new releases that came out on Redbox as our intro told you about. Yeah, very informative intro. <laughs> yes, we really get it all out there. <laughs> First up will be Inside Out, the latest Pixar movie. Um, critically acclaimed, and then also we'll be talking about the end of the tour, a little indie film that was also critically acclaimed, and we'll talk about our top five Jason Siegel movies. Yeah, big surprise, Pixar movie being animated, and all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> One day they might do a live action. You never know. Uh, how's your week been? Busy? Yeah, just I had a long week. Wasn't. Just a lot of hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Working away. It's pretty crazy. Post office busy season is upon us. <laughs> it is official. But uh, since the last podcast we recorded, I've been to a wedding. Had a lot of fun. Got drunk for the first time in a while. <laughs> uh, so, again, I'll do this every time I go to a wedding. I know they'll never listen to it, but congratulations to <laughs> Corey Ants and Tiffany. Uh, that was a good wedding. <laughs> Also, congratulations to our cousin, Kelly Olson. Yeah. Had a child, a daughter named Sloan, since our last podcast. Yeah, Pretty crazy. Was, I, yeah, it's it's nuts to me. Honestly. She's not someone we would imagine having a kid, at least. Yeah. Now. I don't know. But it sounds like she's already sleeping good chunks through the night, so. Wow. That's awesome. Good for you, Kel. Lucky. And one other thing off topic I wanted to bring up was uh, UFC 193 yeah. this past weekend. Wow. It's one of the ones where I'm like looking at it on paper and I'm like, yeah. Ronda Rousey, going <laughs> to win in a minute. What's the point of watching? <laughs> of course, it's when she gets knocked the fuck out and ends her historic reign. Yeah. I'll make sure I catch the rematch. That's for sure. All right. Let's get to movies. Inside Out. Like I said, the latest Pixar animated feature. Uh, this is what? How many do they have now? 15 or so? Yeah, I was going to say more than 15, probably less than 20. Yeah. I ranked them all at some point. <laughs> I should know, but I think it's like 15. Um, this one is, was it, this is their first original in a while though, right? Because they yeah. had Cars 2, Monsters University, or sp- Toy Story like 3. Spin-offs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so this movie is about the inside of a little girl's head, and actually, like, the concept is that inside everyone's head, there's a control panel controlled by the five core emotions, uh, joy, sadness, anger, disgust, and fear. Yeah. And in particular, this girl, Riley, is who you're following as she grows up, and, like, I think when she's 11, her family moves... From Minnesota to San Francisco, and just inside of her head, how she deals with the change. Basically, yeah. pretty interesting concept. I thought it was very clever. Yeah, and like definitely cute or whatever. For sure, definitely innovative. Yeah, you know, uh, critically acclaimed, ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, a lot of people saying it's the best Pixar movie ever made. I wouldn't agree with that. I wouldn't agree with that. I, I enjoyed it. But yeah, I liked the movie. I saw it in theaters when it first came out, and I rewatched it. Um, 
this past week. Nice. What you? What was your expectations, and what did you think? I mean, it's Pixar movie, so I expected it to be above average. You like them generally? Yeah, I mean, they're at least watch very easy to watch. Yeah. You know, even if I'm not like into whatever. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't completely know. I guess after I started watching it, I remember seeing like previews for it and all, but. I was sort of uh, blanking on the concept of the movie going into it, but yeah. But you liked it, yeah. I, yeah, I definitely liked. Sorry, I was lost my train of thought there. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It didn't blow me away or nothing. Like, I guess I thought the hype was a little bit much. I don't know. Not that it was a little bit much. I just I don't think it's the best Pixar movie ever. But I. Like the originality, I like the animation, and yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I would say I was slightly disappointed just based off the buzz, but I definitely enjoyed enjoyed it quite a bit. I especially liked the first 20, 30 minutes or so. I thought it started off super strong. Yeah. Did a great job of getting the concept across visually for kids and grown-ups alike. I thought there was a lot of creative, innovative things going on, just like... Uh, I don't know, like the memory train, the the core memories, the the islands, of, the islands, yeah, yeah all right. these. Like they did a great job of just setting everything up, and then I thought it lagged a little bit in the middle, and then finished pretty strong. Yeah, I was going to say the beginning, the halfway through the movie, really had my attention, yeah. and then I sort of started kind of doing other things while I was watching it, kind of after that point. But I feel like. I, I know it's it's Pixar, it's a movie, they want to make it at least an hour and a half, because that's what uh, animated features are. Yeah. But I think that kind of hurt, hurt the story a little bit, because I feel like if they had a tight 45 to 60 minutes here, like... Yeah. They really could have tightened it up and made it just... Awesome. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I kind of get the feeling with Pixar movies now, like they have a certain formula and it has to fit in that formula no matter what, even if they have to stretch things out. And I mean, this is sort of a minor complaint, but... And I think one thing, though, is... I, I think I read somewhere, I don't know if this is exactly right, but it's like for every three minutes of screen time, it's X amount of million, maybe one or wow. something. It's like something crazy, like... There's no going back, you know. They gotta <laughs> yeah. just have it all planned out and go for it. So, I understand that that's not exactly the most feasible. I think they made the most of what they could with the story. I mean, it's not like they can keep introducing new things for the whole ninety minutes. So, at one point, they had to kind of go ahead with it. But it was like the point when joy and sadness kind of get lost from everyone else, and it becomes just like a. Uh, uh, like a, I don't know if road trip is the right word, but it's like <laughs> yeah. a, you know, like if, like homeward bound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lost trying to find their way back, like and it, there was still good stuff in there. It just was the least interesting part for me. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do like how they used sadness. They they sort of explain to kids why sadness isn't necessarily a bad thing in the end. Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I sort of got lost in the movie a little bit when that started happening. It was just didn't quite have my attention. I thought that 
I thought the characters benefited from each other too much. When, and then when they split up, they were not quite, didn't quite work as well for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a nice uh, Avengers team, like <laughs> yeah. a superhero team, where they all cohesively worked together. And then I guess you could say Joy is Cyclops and <laughs> Sadness is... I don't know, because she's Blue Beast. I don't know. But yeah. they just, they weren't the, they're so opposite that, I don't know. They weren't as interesting just apart from the group. Yeah, or even if it was like different groups, like if uh, Anger or something was with Sadness or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if it would have worked any which way Yeah, like that. But uh, I, I guess we could go through the emotions. Who did you like? the most. Joy was played by Amy Poehler and uh, I thought she did a pretty good job. Yeah, I, uh, I thought all of the voice acting and stuff yeah. was pretty good. Um, I think I liked Anger and Fear the most, honestly. Like, out of the characters. I liked Fear, especially, like, in the beginning, like, just going by the court, oh, and like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Bill Hader. In the clear. <laughs> yeah. Definitely some good moments there. What about disgust? Now that's one that's like, is this really a core emotion? Yeah, that was a little bit... Isn't disgust kind of a mix of anger and fear? Yeah, that's how I was kind of feeling about it. Disgust, yeah, I didn't... That was the one that didn't make the most sense. And she was barely in it. Yeah. Like, clearly the least involved. I wonder if they just got to a certain point where they got... We need another character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the I, the whole thing with like the montage of from baby age all the way to when you really get to meet the character. Like starts off with just joy, yeah, and sadness, and then slowly the console gets a little bigger <laughs> as you know your brain gets more uh, into it. Yeah, and then they show the gr- uh, grown ups, and it's like this huge like, <laughs> Star Trek looking thing. Uh, I like that uh, first scene. I guess it's her dad talking to him. Yeah. Like, we're getting love, DEFCON 4 levels of sass. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And visually, animation-wise, beautiful. It gorgeous. Yeah. I love the color palette of this no whole movie. Oh, yeah. Just, it's, uh, it's so, uh, I don't know, it's, Visual, I just think they did such a good job visually. Like, yeah, it almost could have been a silent film. I feel like it still would have got the point across, even without the narration, which obviously helped. But it's just clear as day. They got their ideas, and it, it seemed like they've been working on this movie for a long time to yeah. really just hammer out these details. They definitely, um, there was definitely more of an emphasis on the visual side. It's almost like they made the movie like visually kind of filled in the story as they went. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean that, like, quite literally, but I just think they did so good visually. And the sounds are pretty good, too, but I, it just kind of eclipses the story a little bit for me. It's like... And it's I think it's a good movie for kids to learn about just yeah. how to deal with their emotions and, and reactions to things. Like, long-term memory, they pretty clearly show, like, there will be important moments in your life that you'll always remember. Yeah, and then and there'll be little ones that 
you'll forget in a day or two or whatever. Yeah. And dreams. I like the way they show dreams is like a, a movie playing in your head. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. The whole production. Those parts were by far my favorite. Just yeah. the classic like cartoon twist on real things. Yeah. Like abstract thought when yeah. you walk through that. And it's like, that was pretty interesting. A little twist on the animation. Now, I could see if I was younger, me loving this movie. Yeah. And yeah. it being like a classic for me or something like that. But My daughter loved it. Yeah, I could imagine. Begin- I already bought it for her uh, Christmas gift, so <laughs> I'll be watching it a lot. She'll be, I think she'll she'll want to watch it over and over again. Yeah. It's very relatable. I mean, you, you can just put yourself in this kid's shoes. Yeah. And... Not even, like, there are specific things that are relatable, but also just broadly, like, in general, you understand what this person is going through, I think. Yeah. And, uh, there was different parts I liked, and, I don't know, I liked the whole running away thing. I thought that was kind of... Who was it that did that? Was that fear? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it was like, that was his plan to... It's but... just, for a kid, like, the smallest problem can can just be this major crisis it's just your whole life like and the parents won't even realize that because they're so busy with whatever little things they're dealing with they don't have the time to even focus on what you're going through yeah absolutely i mean i moved a whole lot when i was younger yeah moving can be like what yeah (laughs) i never really had to deal with it (laughs) i mean i guess i got used to it as a and I was getting older, which probably was really what made it easier. But yeah, it's taking you out of your comfort yeah. zone. My know. big thing was my parents got divorced, but I was like three. So it was like, I don't, wasn't really yeah. old enough to have it affect me. No, I, I tell you, I think the time it really, my mom asked me if I wanted to move in with this guy, which was my stepdad, yeah. not yet. And I remember being like, no. And then we moved, and I was like, Why'd you ask me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was kind of hoping you would say yes. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. What about Bing Bong, the imaginary friend? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought that it was kind of straight. I, I guess I understood in the end the plot device that Bing Bong kind of was. Oh, he spoilers disappears. <laughs> Towards the end, but I but, mean, it was kind of sad because. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, it definitely. I don't know. It wasn't my favorite part of the yeah. movie, but I, I guess they needed it, you know. Yeah, I. It wasn't my favorite either, but it was okay. It's it was Mackenzie's one of her favorites because she keeps singing that song. <laughs> Who's the greatest of them all? Bing bong, bing bong, <laughs> bing bong. <laughs> Um, but I would say it was pretty emotionally charged film, even for a parent. Like, it made me think, oh, well, yeah, I really better, uh, you know, yeah. cherish this time when my daughters, my kids are growing up and, like, try to think about what we're doing and how it affects them, you know? Like, and I'll probably forget that in a week. <laughs> I, I got to try to remember that because it's easy to forget. You get yeah. wrapped up in your own world. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. For me, this movie just sort of... Uh, my interest faded gradually as it kept going. Yeah. Uh, the ending wasn't bad, though. No. But, uh... 
I don't know, it didn't quite get my attention fully back by the end. What did you think about hockey being like the main I thought thing? it was a kind of strange choice, yeah. but... You would have thought soccer or, yeah. or softball or something, but I mean, I like it. It was unique. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. liked it. Uh, but yeah, I remember just sitting there thinking like, hockey, where... It's kind of a non-typical yeah. choice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's kind of a hard movie because I don't have like almost anything negative to say about it. But I just, it's not it reaching the heights. It didn't blow me away at the same yeah. yeah. The only negative thing I could think, and I had to look at other reviews to get this even, <laughs> was that it's like infantilizing and over kids' heads at the same exact time. Like... Yeah. It's trying, which I don't necessarily agree with, because, I don't know, maybe I'm just used to watching a lot of kids' movies, but I could see what they mean, though, because, like, some of this stuff, I don't think certain kids would understand, and at the same time, it's like, yeah, we get it as a growing up. Yeah, I guess now that you say it, I it does miss... make sense. It's sort of like a lesson that needs to be told. And it does it kind of well, but is the kid going to even mm-hmm. understand what it's really trying to say? Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that criticism, but it it is one that's out there. Yeah. I think the bigger problem is just that it's, it's stretched little, out. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a little too long. It, it was like a little over an hour, like barely over an hour or yeah, just like under. 45 minutes. That would have been perfect. Yeah. And... Um, but yeah, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's an easy watch. I would like to see Pixar do almost like a... Maybe not like a mini-series, but like... I don't know. I guess I'll use like the Animatrix as a... And they did this with Batman and another movie too. Where they did like a, a movie that has six stories in it or five or whatever. And they're... I could a little shorter see. and sweeter, but they connect somehow. What about, there's this documentary series uh, that's been going on for like a long-ass time called the 7-Up series, where this documentarian selected these random kids, and every seven years checks up on them and does a whole other documentary really. about where they are, where they've been in the past. What if Inside Out was like that? Like obviously, you don't wait actual seven years, but they could release like a half an hour or an hour every year. Yeah, just trying to update it every ten years of someone's life. And they wouldn't even, I feel like, have to do it every year or or something. They could could just do one movie with a yeah, yeah, that's true, or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Or make it like a series or something like that. Like I'm interested in in what happens with this world when someone starts going senile or. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, how does that work? Or when someone well, dies? That's a little dark. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's different things they could do with it. But I understand they had to... Yeah, I think Bing Bong's the closest you're going to get to the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I never had an imaginary friend, so I couldn't really relate to that. But No. I mean, I may have joked about it or something, but I never really actually thought. Yeah. I guess it could be more like... Your creativity when you're playing with action figures. Like, when you're a kid, you can make this whole scene play out. But now, as an adult, it's like, oh, wow. Boys. Yeah. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Loss of innocence and creativity. (laughs) I'd give it a heavy seven and a half. Yeah, I went the same. I don't know if it's a heavy seven and a half. But it's a seven and a half. (laughs) 
I liked it more a second time around. Actually, Did you? A little bit. I could see myself watching this movie again one day. Yeah. I don't have, like, trust me, if if I didn't like it at all, I wouldn't have bought it <laughs> yeah. to watch it over and over again. But I, I won't mind seeing this one in the background all the time. Yeah. And also, I don't watch kids' movies like that, so it's I don't really have a, a good gauge yeah. for the difference. So. It's much better than anything DreamWorks puts out. For the most part. I'll tell you that. All right, let's move on to the end of the tour, with is which is a movie directed by James Ponsalt, who also did Smashed and The Spectacular. Now, uh, two movies that I liked, didn't love, but were very solid movies. Have you seen either one of them? No, I hadn't heard of anything that this guy has done. Really? Except he did the first episode of Shameless. Yeah, and I'll talk later. He did the first episode of Master of None, the Z's Ansari Netflix show. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched the first two or three episodes yeah. of that. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about it in a little bit. All but, right. Uh, he, he's a good director, and uh, I was looking forward to this. It's also starring Jesse Eisenberg and J- Jason Siegel. <laughs> yeah, basically, by the way. <laughs> it's basically just, I mean, there's other people in it, but there's it's the pretty main... pretty much just that. It's a story of... See... I was looking forward to the movie because I I knew the director and I liked the director and I liked the actors involved. Yeah. But the story didn't grab me. Like when you see it on paper, it's just no. an interview. <laughs> yeah. A Rolling Stone interview from with uh, David Foster Wallace. So I heard the name before, but really <coughs> no, I had, no clue. Yeah. Me <laughs> and I'm like, okay, and it kept getting great reviews, and I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> The description of the movie is horrible. It almost seems like a, it's like a Wikipedia <laughs> entry or something yeah. like that. And and I I don't mind movies that are just mostly dialogue and like just no. interacting. Like, yeah, but like just them. the way it was put out there, like it didn't sound that interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it was. I felt I actually really enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Yeah, um, I definitely liked this movie, but it was on a fence for me the whole time. Really? It was like, I find this very interesting, but I am kind of bored, but I do want to keep watching it. But I don't know. I don't necessarily mean that in a negative way. It's boring, but it's not necessarily a bad boring. They're just kind of like dry people, I guess, and they're just going along. I don't know. Intellectuals. I feel like if I was hanging out with them, I actually probably would have had a good time with them or something. But yeah. I don't know. It's Well, I want to explain the situation I watched this movie in, which seems to be not as rare of occurrence as I wish it was. <laughs> I uh, woke up to a screaming baby at 2 o'clock in the morning. I kept, uh, like, when he's in his crib, if I give him his, pa- he spits his password out. If I give it to him, sometimes he'll just scare back to sleep, and sometimes he'll want a bottle and nothing will soothe him. So two o'clock, he cries. I give him his password. He stops. I get back. Ten minutes later, he cries again. I give him his password. He stops. Ten minutes later, he starts crying. I'm like, all right, this is the last time. I give him his password. He stops crying. I'm like, I know he's gonna wake up again. I'll start this movie, get as far as I can now, and finish it later. I put the movie on. He never woke back up. Yeah. I was so into the movie that I never <laughs> went back to sleep. <laughs> um, nice. Until like 4.30 in the morning. 
So <laughs> I was pretty tired the next day, but I was happy to watch the movie because I I, re- I was really into it. I was actually in a no baby involved, but a similar <laughs> situation where I wasn't feeling good after work, and I fell right to sleep, and then I woke up like really hot, and I was just miserable. So I put this movie on. Always the like, best circumstance to watch a movie. Well, like <laughs> I I, actually, I do like watching movies when I'm sick. Like I hate being sick at the time, but I always look back and kind of fondly remember it. Because I don't know, maybe it's just because I feel bad enough that I don't do anything but focus on that right. one thing, which ended up being I was super dehydrated. I had to go get like Pedialyte, which I wish I that was doing the that issue. much earlier in the night. But, yeah, it's hard to tell when it's actually happening or whatever. But, yeah, I was, yeah, hard. I felt, it was so strange. I wouldn't have thought with the symptoms I had that I was dehydrated. Yeah. I was massively dehydrated. (laughs) But, yeah, I just didn't feel great. And I was watching this movie, and I could have fallen asleep, but I didn't. Like, I wanted to finish the movie. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it's so, basically... It's about David, was it Lipinski? Yeah. Um, he is a writer for Rolling Stone, and he also is a novelist himself. And he keeps hearing about how David Foster Wallace's newest book, Infinity Jest, is like this incredible book, and he's like, whatever. Yeah. And refuses to believe it. <laughs> so he's just reading it at home. I think his wife is the one that tells him about it, right? It, well, she at least goes like, "Well, then he, I guess you got to read the book." Yeah. If you're so like, he was like bitter all this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's this great moment where he's they show him in bed and like the middle of the book, and he's just like, "Shit!" <laughs> like yeah. he realizes, "Yeah, this is a freaking incredible, <laughs> incredible piece of work." So then he convinces his boss to let him go interview the guy for Rolling Stone. On the last, what, four days of his book tour or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know how long the period of time was. If it was like a week or whatever, but yeah. yeah. And then, basically, he goes there, stays with Jason Siegels, who plays Days with Foster Wallace for the four days, follows him around, and just, they have a lot of interesting conversations. Sometimes they get along great, sometimes they don't. Yeah. I thought it was just great verbal sparring. It's almost reminded me of like the before series, uh, before sunrise, sunset, before midnight. I haven't seen it. Which is an amazing uh, love story, a series of movies about just like two people talking oh, and okay. like falling in love and yada yada yada. It's reminded me of that, but just with like two guys. <laughs> yeah, I liked how like organic their relationship was. Like I was convinced that they were actually like friends with I mean given the circumstances yeah. friends you know yeah. it's just so many themes <laughs> yeah that's yeah cool. I was thinking about this even when I was watching the movie like what am I going to talk about when I'm reviewing this movie because it's not really plot driven yeah it's very it's all much themed. just yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> a lot of ideas <laughs> about loneliness like David Foster Wallace, and really, the, I think the biggest thing is, like, what is success? What does that even mean? Yeah. Because this guy is just off the charts, huge, as far as, you know, this kind of writer. Mm-hmm. Like, he's at the peak of you could possibly be. 
at his profession, and he's just alone in the snow, miserable, lonely, and it's, but he's successful. Yeah, and then, yeah, exactly, what is success? Like you said, you're talking about intelligence, and he was like, maybe I'm smarter in ways, but there's people that are smarter than me in other ways, and same thing with success. Yeah, and meanwhile, the guy who's jealous of him and bitter and, and interviewing him, he's he's got a nice life at home with the girlfriend. He's not... I mean, they're very similar in certain ways, but... Yeah. And he's not as, quote-unquote, successful, but he has a pretty nice job with Rolling Stone. He's, he doesn't seem as lonely as, yeah. as David Foster Wallace. I think it, maybe if you pulled one thing away from this is that you kind of always want what somebody else has. Yeah, absolutely. Because and you're always going to want more. If you achieve your goal, yeah. you're just going to have another goal that you're setting forth. <laughs> you know, and that's it's never going to be good enough. I think that's kind of what it's getting at, too. So, um, did you have any issues with this movie? Not really. Yeah. Um, Jason Siegel, I thought, did a pretty good job, but there was a certain times that I... It's a fine line between being really good and kind of cheesy, and sometimes I was pulled away a little bit. Like, I kind of took, couldn't take him seriously. Because I, I did find his character sometimes a bit pretentious. That's probably just how he was, but I... Yeah, no, no, I, I kind of understand that, but I, I don't know if it was just because of who he is. It's like a comedian, or... I don't know, it, it's sort of a minor complaint, because there wasn't a whole lot of parts in the movie I felt like this, but there was just sometimes when I just couldn't take him seriously with what he was saying. Not like literally what he was saying, but how he was saying <laughs> yeah. it, and whatever. I thought he did a really, really good job. I do think he went a little overboard at times. Like, yeah, that's trying really a what little, I mean. Tried a little too hard. Exactly. And, I, and, if, and it showed in certain occasions. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's probably a much better way of putting it than how I was yeah. trying to explain but it. But on the whole, I thought he was great. Yeah. But it's just certain times when it's like, okay, man. <laughs> yeah. I understand you're a comedic actor it. trying to be <laughs> serious, you know. But, you're taking yeah. your job very seriously. But, yeah, that was didn't bother me too much. Though. I thought uh, Jesse, Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg was a lot more natural. Yeah, he's he great. Doing. Yeah, and here's the thing with him: like, he's an actor. He's never too different in any of his performances. Yet somehow he makes it work. Yeah, and I, never, I never, never bothered me. I don't get sick of like. I'm not like, oh, here he is playing the same guy again. Yeah, but I mean, it always. I'm always interested in his characters. I think he chooses his roles pretty well. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's a character like the char- kind of character he always plays is someone that I like watching. Yeah. But I would n- probably not like to be around in real life. <laughs> yeah. Seems pretty obnoxious, obnoxious and uh, kind of a dick. Yeah. No, but, I totally agree. <laughs> and that's great to watch on screen. Kind of Jason Siegel's character's issue sometimes throughout is he doesn't know if this guy's being genuine or yeah. kind of try to bait him out right. in the, for his story. Exactly. And there's some ego involved in both both cases. Both cases, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, the journalism—it's like, what does he really want to do this interview for? Yeah, 
Is he just trying to figure out why he didn't make it and this guy did? Or what is his real intentions? Which personally, I felt like was really just to do a story he kind of wanted to do. Yeah. I think if you ever think about it, there's all kinds of ways you could say it. But I think that's really why he... Clearly, because I think the whole thing was that he's trying to write this article, but it ends up being the book, right, at the end? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what the movie's based off, was that actual book, (laughs) which is, I guess, good on him. I mean, take advantage of a situation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he did an article, too. I don't know. And that's the thing. I I don't know how that works. I had no clue about either of these people. And I enjoyed the movie a lot. So I think it's more universal than just like... If you're a fan of David Foster Wallace or David Lupin. Yeah, I wouldn't say if you're a fan of him that you have to watch this movie. I think if you're a fan of just good conversation, you should watch the movie. Um, And I like that they they don't just talk about all this like hoity-toity intellectual stuff. Like they're talking about fast food and... Just like normal stuff at times. Yeah, like... uh, like, And then every once in a while they'll get to like a deeper thing. Yeah, it always leads into something. Like There's a part where he's talking about they're eating McDonald's and he takes the pickles off. He's like, well, you don't like pickles? He's like, do we really have to... (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I also liked... uh, This happened in like 96, I guess. I liked... Maybe it's because I'm old, but I didn't even quite realize, like, the movie was themed mm-hmm. at this time until, like, they were grabbing Pepsi out of a cooler, and it was the old cans, yeah. and I was starting to think. And they're smoking cigarettes so openly, yeah, like at diners and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. And I was like, oh, man, I forgot about the 90s. And, let's see, and... There's like weird thing where David Foster Wallace is addicted to TV. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't own a TV in his house because he knows he'll just sit there and watch <laughs> it nonstop. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool, especially when it leads into a more serious conversation. Yeah, about all that stuff. Um, I think maybe. What bored me a little bit was more so the setting of the movie, more so than them. And I'm not like, trying to take that away from the movie because obviously this happened in this area, but just maybe it's just something about how plain and uh, dull, uh, dull, dull rural area. Yeah, just sort of did. I don't know. I think it kind of. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, when I'm comparing it to the Before series, the thing about those is, the first one, I think, is in Paris, and it's like, as they're walking and talking, you're seeing all this awesome yeah. stuff around them at the same time. It didn't bother me in this case. I understand what you mean, though, because it's basically just hotel rooms and diners. Yeah, this house is sort of like... I, I always get the feeling like he just moved in and never settled you know what I mean like I don't know it it didn't really like bother me bother me but I definitely got this vibe of like and a lot of the scenes are in the same places Mm -hmm. multiple times which is cool on one hand and then like I said I don't know why I complain I'm really 
did like this movie. I'm just... Uh, and what I'm trying to understand why they kind of like didn't like each other for a while there, like at yeah. all. It's it's something weird with like, uh, like Jesse Eisenberg was flirting with one of David Foster Wallace's uh, friends, or he thought he was, and I think he clearly was. But yeah, I a little jealousy angle. That there. part of the movie sort of confused me, or not confused me, but it was just sort of like. I don't understand why they're just like mad at each other ever. <laughs> yeah. But I guess maybe it's just you're stuck with someone you don't really know. Yeah, for 24 hours a day, basically. You don't stop talking to each other, I'm sure. And I felt like another pretty interesting thing about the movie was that, like, it's almost like us. We're recording right now. Yeah. We're talking differently than we would if it wasn't on. Like, I thought there was yeah. kind of a thing, like, they always made a note to make sure you knew when that like you're just different when there's something you know you're being recorded and yeah he's constantly like uh, don't that's not on, on the record okay like <laughs> making and comments on um Jason Siegel's part like he was kind of suspicious of him sometimes mm -hmm. about the article and then I would be thinking in my head like that's kind of stupid and then Jesse Eisenberg's character would kind of do some not shady but sneaky things yeah yeah but uh, did you watch uh like all the way through like there's a little scene after the credits really hold on I'm I don't I probably didn't I think at the end he does the whole notes about his house and how mm -hmm. it looks yeah yeah I guess Jason what happens after the credits is I guess he maybe listened to the tapes and realized he was doing stuff like that. So there are times where Jesse Eisenberg's character disappears and he picks up the thing oh, wow. and does the description for him. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I thought it was a nice little touch. Yeah, it is. Um, and I like that they show both perspectives quite like equally, I think. You, yeah. you kind of get where both guys are coming from and, you know, yeah. get both sides of the coin. Great script, I'll say. I'll say that it must have been hard to write, unless that's just the person's style or yeah. whatnot. But well, I was uh, thinking about that watching the movie. Like, this has got to be a really long script for what this movie is. Yeah, yeah. And I thought the score was really good. Um, I mean, it wasn't obviously bombastic. I thought it was just a nice, nice touch for what what uh, the movie was. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I didn't really. I can hear it in my head, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for a, such a simple movie, I thought the direction was actually pretty good. Keeping the focus. Uh, yeah, keeping I Keeping like... the pace. Like, this is a movie that could have dragged way more. Like, Oh, it, yeah, 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 for sure. I thought it did a great job. Not lingering too long on things, but at the same time not going just shots back and forth of their faces as they talk. Like, Yeah, that was what I thought they did best is the balance of changing the shot, the angle and whatnot, and keeping it. Like, there are certain scenes that it stays stationary, there are certain scenes that it doesn't. Yeah. And for it being basically just in that house and then a couple other little places, yeah. I thought they did a great job. What's the... Who's the woman that was, like, driving them from place to place? And oh. Um, she's someone's sister. Like, uh, John Cusack's. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Cusack. Yeah. She was pretty good in that. Yeah, she's, she's always like, kind of a goofball. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, she had a funny part, but and I, I really like the ending a lot, actually. Uh, when he's leaving, Jesse Eisenberg's character is leaving, mm. and it's like that thing where I don't know, maybe it's just me, but whenever you're around someone or around a group of people or something, and it's like when you're leaving by yourself, it's kind of this depressing feeling. Yeah, like you don't want to leave. It's like a letdown, right? Yeah. Because you're back to being insular again. I don't know. Just, I thought they got that across. Like, even though he didn't get along with this guy all, at all times, like, he in, enjoyed the conversation. You could tell. he. It did something for him because when he's leaving, I felt like you could just feel the letdown. Yeah, I, I felt exactly the same way. Like, I was like, I definitely related yeah, to that whole thing. Absolutely. Even though they didn't get along, it was sort of like, all right, now I'm alone. I don't yeah. This. Kind of spar with. Exactly. It's like just at this wedding when I got smashed drunk. It's like, <laughs> and then the next day we drive home. And it's like, oh, back to the ordinary boring life. Same you know? Home. Yeah. <laughs> just a bit of a letdown. Not it, plus, when you know you're not going to see that person for a while. And he might ne- probably never saw him. Yeah, I don't know. They don't yeah. make it clear if they say they're. They imply that they're really good friends or something like that. Yeah, I couldn't tell. In the tell. beginning, but. They don't really make that clear. Yeah. It could also just be like, he knows he's around something special and he's just, you know, that time's gone now. Yeah. What is it they was calling touching, uh, getting too close to the sun or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and then I liked what Jason Siegel said to him. He's like, you don't want to be me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely would recommend this movie, but only when you're like definitely in the mood to watch a movie with a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Um, what did I? I don't know. The one thing I wrote was it's an enjoyable, interesting melodrama-ish dialogue movie. I don't know. Um, maybe even possibly a cult classic eventually in its own right but I found the movie in the end a little bit forgettable like I just feel like this movie say like 10 years from now like I will never think of this movie as someone only mentions like or really what I mean is maybe I catch this movie on TV or something 8 years from now and I won't remember it until I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen this movie before. Yeah. That's all I mean about forgettable. Like, there's no real subject besides just this conversation. For so. me, I, I found it to be very mentally engaging. And uh, it stuck with me for a couple of days, actually. And I listened to an interview with Jason Siegel on uh, WTF with Mark Marin, And... You know, just I mean, that wasn't all he talked about. He talked about his whole yeah, life uh, and career, yeah, yeah. but just the what the little bits he was saying about it made me appreciate it even more. Like, I don't know. I I think it's this director's best movie, which is saying something because I liked both of his other movies. Uh, I don't think he's he's not on the level of like even a Cary Fukunaga, who we talked about with the Beast in Their Nation, yeah, last week, or Danny Dennis uh, Danny Villeneuve, or anything like that, but. He's definitely a guy that I'm going to search out his movies when he makes them because 
He's three for three as far <laughs> as like recommendable movies for me. I would yeah. definitely recommend the movie. But, I could see yeah. people loving or hating this movie at the same time. Or maybe not hating it, but turning it off or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're not into it, you're not into it. What yeah, do? that's all I mean. It's but just... I was into it. <laughs> I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. Uh, I'd give it a 7. 7 out of 10. It's not bad. Yeah, so I enjoyed it as much as I kind of... It's just It just surprised me how much I liked it because, like I said, when you hear about it, it's like, okay. <laughs> I guess for me, it was just the things I didn't like about it stuck out more to me than the things I loved, really loved about the movie. Mm. I don't know. Just, I don't know. That's my thought Maybe because I'm such it. a podcast guy. I love podcasts. I love listening just to people talk. Yeah. You know, in conversations in my ears. Like, And this was pretty close to that. And I'm a very visual person. I can like, I don't know. Sometimes I think style makes up for a lot. Oh, I'm that way too. most people. So but, I guess, I don't know. I guess... I'm everything. But, I don't know, I might have to give this movie another watch. So, if I do that and I feel differently about it, I'll I'll give an update. Yeah. (laughs) My thing is, like, plot is my least favorite thing about a movie. I either, I need character development or a visual style, a flair, and overall, just, I don't know. So, I there's feel no like I had like this, which is good. this algorithm in my head that I couldn't really write down where you need a certain level of this to make up for a low level of this and it's just there's a balance but sometimes it's like heavier on one end than the other. Gotcha. Alright, let's get to our top five Jason Segel movies. This is a guy who's been around a while. Yeah. Uh, he's only like 34 years old or something like that. But he started with Freaks and Geeks, the television show called Classic. Yeah. And he's I never been, saw it. Really? It's really yeah. I've heard about it. Uh, he's been in a lot of comedies and and a, a few more on the drama side. But yeah. what do you think about him in general? I generally enjoy what he's in. I was a very... Surprised I have not seen many of his movies. Really? Yeah. I mean, the obvious ones, not the... Pretty much, like, all the movies I've seen from him are, like, all in a row. <laughs> like, one is IMDb. Mid-2000s? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's more of a writer guy. Like, he's writing a lot. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. He seems like that kind of guy. Like, the brains behind something. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good actor. He's like a big guy, tall. Yeah, like he's pretty huge for like an a actor. regular old comedian actor yeah. guy. He's good at playing the sidekick, I think. Yeah, I I feel like that too, more so than the main guy. But, but he doesn't do a bad job when he's no, no. the main guy either. So what's your number five? My number five... I'm so vague on this movie, but I remember loving it. Uh, SLC Punk. Yeah, when I was younger, I just heard on that interview I was talking about he started, that was his first movie. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't even remember him from being in it. I guess because he wasn't really a yeah, big actor I'm at sure the time. He, yeah. And I mean, I think I was in middle school the last time I watched his movie. I feel like I've I haven't watched it straight through, but I feel like it was either around you or Danny or cousin that I kind of 
you got one of you was watching it and I was just around it. Yeah, I feel like I had to have gotten this movie from either Danny or the, this kid Scott. <laughs> so I can't really remember. It's been so long, but the only thing I really remember is someone dying and the one guy that gets chased by the cops. He's selling acid and he gets chased by the cops and he runs through a sprinkler and the sprinkler makes it all absorb through his uh, shorts. So he does like 300 hits of acid at one consumption <laughs> and never comes back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My number five is one where it's more of a drama and he was the main character. So just betray everything I was talking about before. It's Jeff Who Lives at Home, directed by the, um, what the fuck are their names, the brothers? Um, yeah, um, Cohen? No. No. Um, but anyway, <laughs> him and Ed Helms, or brother, they're brothers, and he's a guy who's a conspiracy theorist, but he lives in his mom's basement, <clears throat> and he just thinks... Of all, all these conspiracies are coming on, but there's this one. I'm sorry, I'm trying to look it up. <laughs> there's, it just happens that he's right about this most current conspiracy theory, and it's just about this thing where he's chasing it. You know, yeah, it's a nice little drama. I I've seen like the first ten minutes of the movie. It's uh, Mark and Jay Duplass, the Duplass brothers. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was funny. And poignant and uh, just a, really, a good indie movie overall. Your number four? My number four, I gave it the end of tour because I was pretty scared some movies <laughs> I gave with it. him. But again, <laughs> I liked the movie. It made my number four all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's my number four as well for more uh, fortuitous reasons than <laughs> I liked it a lot. I almost didn't want to put it on, but it was just so good it cracked. So it cracked the list. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to put it on either, but <laughs> oh, like we said, we usually yeah, try yeah. to keep them off the list, but yep. it's not like a rule. Yeah. My number three, knocked up. All right. Um, I don't think I like this movie as much as a lot of other people do. Pretty clearly, as we'll see in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. I do think it's a solid movie. I really don't like the um, the girl that much. Catherine Heigl? Yeah. She's more so my the weak point in the mm. movie for me. So I don't like her in anything else. Really? <laughs> yeah, but for some reason, I think she's good in it. Plus, she's really hot. Yeah. Um, it always helps. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think she holds her own as much as she could, as conceivably could yeah. with these guys. Uh, I, I don't think, think it's she's the first movie I ever saw with him. Well, besides SLC Punk, but like I said, it's not a big part. And whatever. I just mean with like the whole crew, like because they're always improv and yeah. You know, so I don't know. I I think every other movie I've seen her in is some stupid romantic comedy where she's just terrible. Yeah. So it's hard to say, but yeah, I like the movie a lot. Uh, it's number? my number one. I'll just say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured it was. Talked about it I a know lot. you love that movie. Yeah, I do. I love the Paul Rudd and. Uh, <clears throat> Leslie Mann relationship. I feel like that is my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Love Potter more than anyone in the world. No, he's awesome. Uh, my number three is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Nice. It's my number two. 
Nice. That's the one he wrote. Uh, oh, did he write yeah, that Yeah, he wrote that movie, and he starred in it, his first starring role. And uh, it's like a distortion of their typical romantic comedy, because it's guys breaks up with his girlfriend in the very first scene, and then you think, okay, he'll they'll get back together by the end. Yeah. But not exactly. It's just, and it's, I think it's an interesting setup where he goes to Hawaii and, oh, just so happens, his ex-girlfriend is there, there. as well. Yeah, and I like the twist rather than, yeah, you know, it's not really a twist. So but. many awesome cameos from Paul Rudd again, <laughs> yeah. Jonah Hill. I think Russell, again, Russell Brand. I don't really like him in general, but in this movie, he's he great. Yeah, I loved his character in this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, I find him a bit obnoxious, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And then the whole Muppet Dracula stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot all about that. It's pretty interesting. That is hilarious. <laughs> I like Paul Rudd's line, The weather outside is weather. <laughs> uh, that, that was your number two? That is my number two. My number two is I Love You Man. Again, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Where there is, I don't know if I want to spoil it, but it might be my number one. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> it's an awesome comedy. Uh, love the relationship between these guys. <laughs> the go to the Rush concert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slapping the bass, man. Uh, Paul Rudd is awesome in this movie. Uh, that's the one where he like kisses his fiance, and she like, he tastes like an ashtray. Yeah. I kissed a guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I love the thing where he's, like, being forced to, like, hang out with uh, John Favreau. He's, <laughs> like, this real masculine, sporty guy in a movie yeah. playing flip cup or something. <laughs> or some kind of race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just projectile vomits <laughs> all over him. <laughs> Get out. Amazing. Uh... Yeah, basically, the more power there is in a movie, the higher up this list it will be. <laughs> is that how the formula goes? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, that's my number two, and Knocked Up is my number one, as we talked about. Yes. Any honorable mentions? Um, yes. That's not too much of an honor, but Dead Man on Campus, because it was... Never seen I've it. seen six movies that he's been in. <laughs> and that, and was that was the sixth. Six. It's. I think Dead Man on Campus is about like a uh, a wife's tale that if your roommate commits suicide in college, you get straight A's or something like that. So it becomes more nefarious. I think. <laughs> or, but yeah, it's a long time. I think it just it was like made for TV or something like that. <laughs> All right, I got. Um, this is the end. That whole. Did you ever see that? The end yeah, of the actually, I have seen it. I only saw it once, and I couldn't really remember. I didn't want to put it on the list, because I didn't know if he was only in the movie for literally like half a second. Yeah, I can't remember actually. how involved he was. But he was uncredited, so... He was probably one that just died in five <laughs> yeah. seconds. That, Michael Sarah in that movie, so good. <laughs> yeah. In his brief amount of time. Uh that's a really funny movie, but again, I felt like the more it went on, the less funny and less yeah. interesting it got. I, the first like quarter or half of the movie yeah. is pretty enjoyable, and after that, it's... Yeah. It's similar to Pineapple Express for me. Love the first half of Pineapple Express, and I 
not as big a fan when it becomes more of an action movie than a comedy. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, this is 40, the other Judd Apatow movie. Uh, I've heard of this. I, I haven't seen it's it. It's a sequel to Knocked Up. Oh, it really? It just follows the Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann family as the main huh. thing. It's good. It's still pretty good. Just not as good as it could have been, I feel like. I'll have to check that out still. Yeah, I'd it's worth watching. It focuses too much on this obscure musical act. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Not worth getting into, but... And lastly, the Muppets. He brought them back, and it was decent. Yeah. And that's all I got. I was never huge on the Muppets, but respect. <laughs> respect. Respect. Mad respect. What else did you watch? I week? watched the first seven episodes of Ballers. Well, the first seven. There's ten episodes. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, the eighth episode wouldn't work. So really? That's why I didn't really get through. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this a little bit offline. Uh, yeah. I watched the first few, ep- two or three episodes, and then just gave up. And like I was telling you, not because the show was terrible, but it was, for me, TV is like, I'll try a new show, and it just depends on the whole TV landscape at the time. Yeah, it's like, more about like what else you're watching rather than... Yeah, like... If if I'm watching, if I'm recording a show, I know it's time to give up when I look in the DVR and there's four episodes <laughs> recorded and I just don't have the urge to watch it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think this was the time in the summer when Big Brother was on three nights a week and there's some other things I was watching and it just was like not good enough to get me to watch it. Yeah. But it was fine, you know. Um, a little misogynistic. Yeah. A little bit. You know, bro-y, but not bad. I thought after the first, like, three episodes, the characters are a little more humanized rather than just... I feel like you're from the outside looking in in the beginning of the show, and it becomes a little bit more of you're included afterwards. And, I don't know, the episodes aren't very long. The, I don't know, the acting isn't, like, anything special, but it's not horrible. I like The Rock... Miami's a cool city to be based out of. I like how they use real NFL teams. and Yeah. It's kind of interesting just to see how these guys can get into so much crap about just stuff you would normally... Like, I don't know, if you're successful, I guess. Like, normal stuff. Like, going out to a party and flirting with a girl. Some guy gives you crap about it because you're famous. And then all of a sudden, you're kicked off the team because you punched the guy or something. Like... I did find that the, like the NFL stuff, the football stuff wasn't exactly realistic. Yeah, well, I just liked how they actually like, used team yeah, rather than yeah. oh, like yeah, Miami yeah. <laughs> yeah, or right. something like. Yeah. Whatever. Because what, like he's a star receiver, one of the guys, and yeah. he gets cut, and then he just you know. He's got to like suck up and do <laughs> yeah. stupid stuff. Where and, really he would just be signed immediately and yeah. given the starting job out of no questions asked. But and then the uh, the bigger guy, the fat guy or whatever, what's his name, Charles Green. Yeah, yeah. Like they kind of make him out to be like a nobody player that retired, but when they talk about his stats, he's like eight Pro Bowls and yeah, like pretty much like borderline Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that part isn't good, but I just. Eventually, just uh, Rob Corddry really starts warming up. Yeah. And, yeah, just become funny. Nice. Um, I watched something with The Rock in it. 
So I basically remember how last episode we said there's so many movies coming out on Redbox, we'll never be able to watch them all. Yeah, I watched them all. Wow. <laughs> I think I watched one, two, three, four, five, six movies that came out. Jesus. Uh, And I'll start with uh, San Andreas. All right. The disaster movie starring The Rock (laughs) as the helicopter, (laughs) you know, rescue guy. Yeah. All right. Here's the premise of this movie. (laughs) The Rock is an amazing rescuer guy. (laughs) What are they called? I don't know. He's... He's amazing at what he does. They set established that very early on, like the first very first scene. So what what is this movie about? It's about him shirking his responsibilities <laughs> and watching hundreds of thousands, numerous, endless amounts of people die in a quest to save his family. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the many, I'm going for the few. Sweet. This movie is so ridiculous on every level. I thought it looked horrible, but I did have a hunch that it was going to make money. It's so bad, but it's watchable because, well, first of all, Alexandra Daddario plays his daughter, and she's yeah very watchable. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's like it's so bad, it's good almost. Not really. Yeah, like the production values aren't bad. Like the effects are really good. It's a I I would I'd say I liked it better in 2012. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> Cusack maybe. Yeah, despise that movie. Like, but it's so predictable. It's so <laughs> yeah ridiculous. Just uh, I don't know. The motivations are so out of whack and unbelievable. There's a scene like they've already witnessed so many thousands of people dying, and they like parachute onto a baseball field. And The Rock cracks a joke. Been a while since we got the second base together <laughs> with his ex-wife. And she cracks a smile. It's like, yep, that's, yep. That, that's Very realistic. Very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock is charismatic, as always. Yeah. But it's not enough. It's just not enough. Well, I, I don't regret watching it because I had a free rental. And that's, a, that's how I watched a lot of these movies. Like, I... I've been trying to take advantage when they send you the like one day free rental codes for Redbox or buy one get one. That's so you kind of take a shot. Yeah, gotcha. Because I this was the last movie I watched. I actually just watched it today, but it was like, all right, what haven't I watched? I got a free rental. I got to use it. Let's <laughs> see. Well, it was either San Andreas or what was it? Pitch Perfect Two, I think. And I yeah, went with San Andreas. Just thought it would be more entertaining. And it, kind of, it was. Oh, and there's also this, like, British brothers that are with uh, Alexander Daddario the whole time. And, like, the 12-year-old younger brother is, like, hitting on <laughs> the daughter for his older brother. Really? And she walks away and he's, like... Man, I can't wait till I'm 20. It's like the most preferred thing. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. Five out of ten. Sweet. What else did you watch? Nothing. Master of None? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, uh, I just watched this. What was it? Um, the night I watched, so I guess it would be Sunday morning when I didn't feel good. I woke back up after watching the end of tour and I watched the first two episodes 
Three episodes. What's the episode with the parents? Is that the third I think one? it's the second one. Because I haven't seen... I only watched the first episode. Oh, okay. Well, uh, then I watched the first two episodes. Nice. I really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I liked it a lot. I really like him, but I more like the idea of him, his humor. Like, <laughs> yeah. Than I like his, the actual stuff he's in, but this show actually is really It's good. laugh out loud funny. Yeah. I mean, I again, I was up super late watching it. Um, me and my wife, we both were <laughs> laughing out loud, which... Is not the most common. Even when we're enjoying yeah, something, you don't always laugh out loud. Like I can't remember there being a show like this in a while. Like I don't know. I'm not trying to sh- say the show is like amazing like that, but being laugh out loud funny like it's that. It's getting amazing reviews, and the first episode was super promising for me. Like <laughs> it has poignant moments, like real, like actually, mm-hmm. like deep shit, and it's also hilarious. Like, I like to support his friend, <laughs> like goofy friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I just love Aziz, his whole delivery and everything. Yeah, you know? like when he has the kids. <laughs> oh, you know what? I I watched the third episode as well. That's what I'm going yeah. Picking a date to oh, go really? with him to a concert is pretty funny. I like how he's the, the the girl wants him to go to the bathroom with. It's like, all right, this is weird. Though. Don't tell anybody. I came in here <laughs> <laughs> randomly at the grocery store. He took me to the bathroom. He told me not to tell anybody. <laughs> uh, Chinese woman. Black person. Yeah. Stop yelling people's ethnicities. Yeah, I think, like, we watched the trailer for for Prejudgment. I think most of it was from this first episode. Yeah. But now, here, the second episode with the parents is really good, too. It, yeah, it actually, it actually surprised me. I thought this was going to be a little bit more boring, and it definitely wasn't. Yeah, I'm looking forward to keep watching. And I think it introduces another... I don't think you meet his main friend from this movie or from this episode in the previous. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it's only 10 episodes. I just, it's another show that it's rated R, essentially rated R. So, I gotta wait till kids are asleep before we can watch it. And then (laughs) one of us is usually too tired. So, yeah. But we will, I'm definitely gonna be watching this hopefully soon. I like these shows that do the, um, or movies that and it's really they're sort of playing themselves, but they're not literally using their own name and yeah. all that stuff. That's sort of what he does, like with the acting and all yeah. that stuff. And it's really well made, like well shot. It looks it looks like an indie movie. Yeah, but it's just a good production show. quality, yeah, and it's for not sure. over the top either. Like I know James Ponsel is the director of the first episode. I think it's actually like a bunch of like high profile indie directors throughout the whole series from oh, what I cool. can tell that, that's a pretty neat idea uh, let's see what else did I watch The Gift I watched that thriller movie that we were thinking about reviewing yeah it's really good really? <laughs> yeah it's uh, directed by Joel Edgerton I think it's his directorial debut starring Jason Bateman it's Jason Bateman and Rebecca Hall are a couple who are moving to a new house and he runs into an ex or an old uh, high school classmate of his at randomly at the store, and tr- the guy wants to reconnect. And you find out that he was like a nerd back in in high school, and Jason Bateman was kind of his bully. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just kind of a, a thriller from there. Not not a lot of action per se, but it's more like a psychological thriller, like. 
It's good though. I, I, it's hard to explain without really getting into it. But, yeah. Uh, uh, just great. Jason Bateman. I always feel like he's he's another guy that's just the same. Yeah. In everything. Absolutely. Smug, like <laughs> sarcastic, straight guy, straight man. You know, not literally straight, but like in a comedy duo, <laughs> you have the straight guy who's not a goofy character. Um, but here it, it fits so perfectly. Like great casting to make him this character. Yeah. Um, Joel Edgerton is really good as the as Gordo, and a lot of. Uh, he's become one of my more favorite actors. He's solid, rock solid. Yeah. yeah. He's never bad. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Very interesting movie. It's been. It, I watched it like a week ago, so I'm losing the yeah, uh, yeah. details. But eight out of ten, I would give it. Nice. I'm about to check that out. I also watched. Magic Mike XXL. Sweet. Yeah. That's <laughs> like I I watched it the same day I watched Inside Out. <laughs> it's That's like solid. I told my wife, one for Mackenzie, one for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she fell asleep and I watched it by myself. Wow. <laughs> it was great. Uh, it's not as good as the first one. This one is... I love the first Magic Mike. It was me in my top ten for that year. Really? It's a real... It's like a dark drug movie. Uh, hmm. it's a, it reminded me of Boogie Nights. Uh, the second one's more more lighthearted. More of a road trip movie. Uh, it's Channing Tatum is... Is uh, finally on his own doing his own uh, furniture making business. And he gets called out for one last ride. You know... <sighs> It's like all those Hitman movies, one last job before I retire. <laughs> For every Furious movie. <laughs> yeah, <movie>. exactly. <laughs> Fast and Furious. So this one last strip. <laughs> and, uh, I love how they kind of have it as like this superhero team. Again, like this group of strippers, male strippers, are just like <laughs> friends. It's like Fast and Furious. The good part of Fast and Furious is like the chemistry between the people and yeah. the camaraderie. You get that here as well. It's like there's the one guy who's, I think it's the big show is who plays him. Really? <laughs> I think it's or it's someone like that who's just huge and immo- like can't even barely move. So he just does the stiffest like <laughs> moves when he's out there. And then you got Channing Tatum, who's probably just the Wolverine of the team. Like he's clearly just the best at everything. <laughs> the leader of the group. It's I don't know. It's it was a fun movie. Nice. A little lighthearted, but wait, it was, it was pretty good. Seven out of ten. Sweet. Probably still want to watch it. Mm, that's alright. <laughs> I can understand it's not for everybody. Uh, I watched Mr. Holmes. Nice. Got that oh, yeah. in from Lionsgate. Uh, thank you. We were going to review thank it guys. as one of the main reviews on next week's show, but I also watched Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, and I felt like that had more to talk about. And more interesting stuff to get into. Yeah. But Mr. Holmes is basically Sherlock Holmes if he was, like, real. Yeah. And he... It starts... He's, like, 93 years old. He's kind of going senile, losing his mind. His joy, anger, fear, disgust, and sadness are all (laughs) disappearing. And, uh... It's, like, four different mysteries going on all at once, like... He's gone gone to Japan to try to get 
some kind of serum or some kind of potion together to help his brain last as long as it can to you know so he's not forgetting everything yeah and it's this whole thing where Dr. Watson is the one that wrote the books and he had such a creative embellishment mind for these you know made it everything so blah 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 blah. and and he he's trying to write a book himself but more realistic about the last case that he ever did and how it could have been different and then there's also this thing with he has this woman taking care of him and her son and his her son takes interest in him and they kind of get this bond and he's like a beekeeper at the same time and he's trying to teach the kid how to take care of the bees and it's just all this little thing little stories intertwined yeah. it's a solid movie I mean it was enjoyable a little meandering a little uh, a little slow but not necessarily like as a negative like you were saying with the end of the tour yeah hold on let me uh, what a great performance by Ian McKellen as, oh, I love, as Sherlock Holmes I love pretty much everything I've seen with him yeah um, and a great concept Great, great concept. <laughs> it's nice to look at. Like, there's all these, like, good uh, landscape shots. Right, okay. I guess you would say. I think it's, guess it would be England or wherever it is. Um, yeah, it was solid. 7 out of 10. Yes. Enjoyed it. Which uh, I'm probably going to watch this in the next... <clears throat> I'll probably review this movie myself probably within a week yeah. or so. Cool. So I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Uh yeah, I actually looking forward to watching it. Let's see, what else did I watch? I watched Finding Nemo. Nice. <laughs> uh, we will be talking about the hey, was, trailer for the sequel. That. So that's actually why I watched it because I knew we would be talking about. The you had to get for ready the for the trailer. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, basically, <laughs> it's we have a bunch of movies here for Mackenzie. And she, that she's never seen. Like we we were signed up for the Disney Movie Club. We got all these movies, and she just wants to stick to her tried and true. You yeah. Know? So I got her to watch Finding Nemo, which I think she liked. I I think it's pretty good. I I like it. I probably like it more than Inside Out. Really? Yeah. I just think it's. It might be a little nostalgia talking, but yeah. I think it's just super enjoyable. I don't, I don't know. There's not much more I could say about it. I yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say uh, I don't love the movie, but I don't really hate it either. I just don't think I liked it nearly as much as it was really big when it yeah. came out. You know. Yeah, I like the animation, of course. Every Pixar movie yeah. is great animation for its time. I uh, like like the interactions with the characters. Like the sharks, I think Dory is my least favorite part of the movie, as I was saying to you before. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. It's still good. Yeah, I think one thing Pixar does great is finds out those thematic ways to explain normal things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Ratatouille. Yeah, and like with Inside Out, how they explain the dreams were, all that stuff. They're always really solid with that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess Finding Nemo would be, at least with Dory, like mental illness. <laughs> um, or just like being handicapped and how it's not necessarily a handicap. 
Yeah. That's what you make of it and all that stuff. Yeah, and like, always have good messages, too. Representing, like, different groups of people with different kinds of fish and stuff, like the sharks. And yeah. Whatever. And even, like, Wally, how they have the people. It's like a message, like, stop being so relying on technology because you'll just be a fat lard in space <laughs> and leave the planet empty. Yeah. Uh, also watched The Little Mermaid. Oh, man. Terrified of this movie. Really? As a kid? Yeah, I loved this movie, but I was scared to death of Ursula. Ursula. She's kind of freaky for a Disney animated villain. Yeah. It's almost like they took Cruella DeVille and, like, amplified it. Yeah, in all ways. Size and... And she's so voluptuous. (laughs) It's kind of weird. But, uh... I, 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 it's a classic for a reason and it's still great absolutely great soundtrack great uh, songs original songs now do they touch these movies up when they come out on DVD and all that well like, it's like the Blu-ray re-release so yeah they make it pretty crisp yeah pretty good yeah um, it's I actually I hadn't watched this movie all the way through in such a long time I actually enjoyed I, there was stuff I didn't even remember so oh really yeah and Mackenzie loved it. I'm still Aladdin, so on my much watch list. I got it here. I'll let you borrow it. I might have to take you up on that. <laughs> I need to get Lion King up in here because oh man, it's it's probably my favorite. Yeah, I gotta say it might be mine too. I just watched it so much that yeah. I try not to watch it. I owned the soundtrack and would listen really? to it over and over again. <laughs> I've heard the music is actually really good. I yeah. forgot about that. It's like, uh, not Eric Clapton. Elton John, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did most of it. It's great stuff. Yeah. That's all I watched. That's it? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, a little bit of news. Spectre came out. New James Bond. Yeah. It's not getting great reviews. 63% Rotten Tomatoes, but it made $73 million in its opening weekend. Right. Uh, I've heard from people that like Bond they've liked this movie a lot but yeah otherwise I'm not a big Bond guy I mean I like Casino Royale and Skyfall was pretty good but I definitely like Skyfall a lot more than most people do I mean I don't know a lot of people love it yeah really yeah I think I like it less than a lot of people do and I liked it but I don't know maybe I have to rewatch it I don't know. I just never been super into Bond. Well, from the two people I've heard talk about this movie, both of them were like iffy on Skyfall and liked Spectre a lot. Really? So, <laughs> and of course they like Casino Royale. But I've also heard people say that Spectre is the worst James Bond, really? da- Daniel Craig James Bond movie. Even I don't really know anything Quantum about it otherwise. Like I don't know what it's about. Anything. Like, yeah. So, I'm pretty blind on the subject. You're interested, though? Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. Oh, um, we, At we some point. Got to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would, anyway. I mean, it's a big movie. I, I would say I'm not a James Bond guy, but I'm still interested. Yeah, like, I've like never seen any of the old ones. Or some, I don't know. Respecter? No, like, nice. just like watching Bond films. Beautiful. It's like, what a great one. Whatever, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Straight Respecter. Respecter. Yes. <laughs> and also, the Peanuts movie came out and made $45 million in its opening weekend, which is actually um, what 
there was some stat. There's always a stat. Always. <laughs> it was like the biggest opening of a non-Pixar or Disney. Anim- I don't know. But it was big for what it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 45 million. I think I actually had both of these movies in the draft. So Jeez. finally get a success on the board here. Man, stupid. I hate the peanuts. Really? No offense. I really Why don't. is it no offense? I don't know. People are so weird about Charlie Brown. Like, really? Talk about him like it's like a literary classic, and it's just sort of like very quiet. And I don't know. I've never I've, been super into it. I've always just felt something's very depressing about Charlie Brown. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Even like the Christmas one, it's just so like quiet. <laughs> Don't like it for some reason. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes is the real literary classic. Yeah, absolutely. Out of the comics, anyway. But, yep. Yeah. They need to bring it back. So Make happening. a movie about it or something. And it can't happen. I know. That's crazy. I got the whole series up in my attic somewhere. Yeah, I remember you used to have all these books for it. No, I bought the, the, the oh, collection. Really? It was like... It's like 50 pounds. It's this huge three... Holy crap. ...volumes, yeah. What were the things you used to have, like a best of of yeah. certain years yeah, yeah, or yeah, something? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I actually took one of those giant collection, one of the volumes on an airplane when I flew to Houston. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I had a log dead on it. Surprise day. I was... My plan was to read it from front to back all the way through the whole se- the whole run. You barely read any of it, didn't you? No, I got through, like, the first two. Yeah. That's what I, I always bring something for a trip. Like, all right, this is going to tie me over, and I never... <laughs> Even the, the, a comic strip, there's so many, it, it takes a lot. To yeah. To. I will do it one day. <laughs> uh, let's see. News. Activision Blizzard is launching a stu- movie studio, or, like, a movie-slash-TV studio. Oh, uh, yeah, I heard about that. Skylanders Academy is up deck on uh, on deck for TV. <laughs> played it, that game at all? Or? Yeah. I see it at Toys R Us. <laughs> it's really big with kids yeah. and stuff. But it's kind of a money hole because you have to buy like physical like um, like action figure things and put them on a, a USB thing kind for like you to Disney use in Infinity. the game. Yeah. That's I don't know if you have to do it with everything in Skylanders, but yeah, they're basically kind of really similar games. Genius marketing. Yeah. <laughs> they really know how to suck the money out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Call of Duty is going to get its own cinematic universe. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I, actually, I'd rather see Call of Duty be a movie than a video game. Yeah, video games are played out. Oh, so- Surprised it took this long. Yeah, I would too. I'd be shocked. Man, they're really doing a lot this year. Past couple weeks. Activision. Yeah. They bought Candy Crush. Really? $5.9 billion. Hmm. Wow. Insane. (laughs) I don't know if that's a great investment. I don't know either. Well, they said they made like $1.4 billion over a few months. Really? Yeah, just the game. Yeah, maybe it was. (laughs) So, I don't know. Would you be surprised if Michael Bay was the director of the Call of Duty movie? No. It's probably... <laughs> one of those guys. send him to take care of Call of Duty and save the rest of our franchise. <laughs> yes. Or one of his disciples will get it. Yeah. 
Let's see. Bong Joon-ho. He was the director of Snowpiercer and uh, a bunch of like, other South Korean movies yeah. that were pretty well claimed. He has a monster movie called Okja coming to... It's being funded by Netflix. Huh. So I guess that means it will premiere on their service as usual. But yeah. I think it's like a $50 million movie. I think I read. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal, Tilda Swinton, Paul Dano. I'm interested. Yeah. Did you ever see Snowpiercer? Yeah. Awesome movie. Yeah, I, I've debated on watching it a few times. And it's just kind of... Awesome sci-fi flick. Uh, and actually, another news, they're making a TV series based off of Snowpiercer. Hmm. I'm interested in that for sure. I'd like to see it on HBO or something because it, it deserves that quality treatment. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. For sure. Uh, also, Netflix is coming out with a true crime documentary series called Making a Murderer, and it debuts in December. Interesting. Yeah. I know I'll probably be watching it because Sam loves that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. True crime. That's <laughs> what it's all about. <laughs> and your favorite uh, story of the week, Gamergate movie coming out. Looks like Scarlett Johansson. Could be in line. So dumb. <laughs> I'm not going to say... I, actually, I don't even really know too much specifics about the story anymore. But I just remember it being so retarded. Regardless of story, if you get the right writers, right director, right stars... Oh, if it's a good movie, it's a good could movie. Could be a good movie. But true story, no, not a good story. Yeah, I don't know much about it, but I like ScarJo. I like ScarJo. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it in anything. <laughs> and Memento is getting remade, which sounds ludicrous, right? Yeah. It it's, didn't come out that long ago, and it's a classic. It maybe been out for 10 years. 15. Really? Believe was it, it 2000? Yeah. Hmm. I figured it was like before 2005, but I, I think it's like borderline... Some people put it in 1999. Or no, some people put it 2000, some people put it 2001. Yeah, okay. I think that's what it is. But, yeah. That's a little bit. I don't know how to take it, because... Are they going to just remake it shot for shot, like the same exact story? Yeah. Or are they going to just like do a take on it? Like It depends. I'm willing to watch anything if it's going to be good. Uh, if it's going to be good, it's going to be good. But it's hard to it seems see. a little Just off that... One liner, like headline, Memento, Memento being remade. It doesn't sound, doesn't sound. Uh, it sounds lazy. <laughs> what's the Mentos team? Doesn't sound fresh. F- <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Mentor, fresh maker. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Pre-judgment day. Dun dun. dun. You got a Warcraft movie coming out. Yeah. Um. Directed by Duncan Jones, son of David Bowie. Maker of Moon and Source Code. What were your thoughts? Regardless of how this movie turns out, it's the production quality looks awesome, I thought. I mean, you said you had a little issue with some of the CGI. But it looks spotty. Like, at certain parts, I was like, wow, that looks awesome. But then at other times, I was like, eh, look yeah. kind of little X-Men Origins Wolverine there. But, but it is still a little early. But, I mean, I was just surprised because I thought it was just going to be another video game movie yeah. that they just... You know, slap the name on there and 
cross their fingers and hope they make a lot of money off of it. But and yeah, they'll have time to fine tune the special effects and all. And there wasn't too much to go off necessarily story wise and all that. Yeah, I mean, basically, you just find out that you know the was it orcs or goblins. Yeah, they typically fight against humans, but it looks like they're going to team up to fight a uh, someone that's you know in their best interest to fight together. Yeah, it's they don't really quite make that clear, do they? Like, no. Are they going to fight the humans? And there's a uh, one guy that's trying to prevent right. that from happening, or it's a little confusing. Yeah, I'm but. not rolling it out. I'm not saying it was. Uh, necessarily look bad but I'm just mixed I'm yeah. I could go either way still I feel like I didn't probably sell me. didn't sell me I probably won't go to the theater to watch it but I'm definitely going to keep my are you a away. World of Warcraft guy because I'm not not really I've um, never played it in my life I've played their other games a little bit more which is a uh, Warcraft or Starcraft which like a uh, Command and Conquer Basically, I like those games. Yeah, I never really. I don't like the uh, the MMO genre all that much. Yeah, me either. But I love Duncan Jones, the director. So I knew he. Wa- I know he's not going to just slap something together. He's going to try to do something with it, yeah. whether it works or not. I that's hard to say. But I like Source Code a lot, and Moon is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I'm look, I'm looking forward to it on that level anyway. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Finding Dory, the sequel to Finding Nemo. My yeah. least favorite character is getting the star treatment, <laughs> and she's not bad as like a side character, yeah. com- comedic relief in Finding Nemo. I thought the trailer was funny. It was effective in getting the, what it's you know across yeah. what it's going to be about. It didn't make me excited about seeing the movie though. No, as much as I me. do like Finding Nemo a lot. But this still didn't, didn't like, you would think, like, I was more excited for Monsters University than oh, yeah. Finding Dory. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And I didn't, I don't know. It's hard. I'll see anything Pixar puts out there because they do quality work. They're not going to put something out if if it's not going to be at least decent. It's going to be above a five no matter what. Oh, I mean, yeah. their worst movie. Like, probably what more is their worst movie? Six. I don't know. Cars? For me, it's cars. Yeah. I don't think I've even watched the whole thing. I've definitely seen some of it, though. I mean, you got Larry the Cable Guy as a voice, so... Count yeah, me out. It's probably the worst. <laughs> oh, we forgot to give a prejudgment on Warcraft. Oh, yeah. I got a seven. I'm going six for now. Right. Safe. Playing safe. Yes. We'll see where we go with the next trailer. I'm sure we'll watch it. Finding Dory. Five. <laughs> Six and a half, I would say. I'm playing safer than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and next up, we have The Night Before, a new comedy from uh, Seth Rogen and Company, starring Seth Rogen and Company. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and um, Anthony Mackie. Looks pretty damn funny. Yeah. Right. I saw... I don't know if it was a trailer or a TV spot like a couple months ago and I was like I don't know man These... yeah I saw that too and I was sort of like uh, this looks like another one of the yeah. like yeah, movies it seemed like alright maybe these guys maybe I'm getting sick of these guys finally 
because mm-hmm. I've liked pretty much everything they've done. But it's lately, it's kind of like Neighbors was was funny, but not that great. And uh, uh, this is the end. Like I said, it got less funny as it went on, but still was pretty good. Yeah. This just from the first thing I saw, just didn't look very interesting to me. It looked safe, but I think we we watched the Red Band trailer, <laughs> and. Uh, it looks pretty funny. Yeah, it looks pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first time I saw that little teaser, all I remember is like Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing the Wu-Tang thing, and I was just like, it looked like he was trying really hard, you know? <laughs> yeah. But the second time around, it seemed a lot more funny. Like, there's a little more context in what they yeah, were doing. Exactly. <laughs> the, yeah. It's a, the drugs play a part, which, wow, <laughs> surprise, surprise, right? Seth Rogen. <laughs> But the whole thing with the the mom like pouring him a glass of wine and it looks like she's some kind of tentacle monster. <laughs> yeah, pretty great. Uh, My favorite part was when they were going through the box and he's like, "I got a joint." And if you look in the box, he's got like big thing. I guess like cocaine. Food. He's probably all these pills of like Molly and stuff. And he's like, "You got one joint." Yeah, the, the proportions are all off. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the premise is like. He's about to have a kid. Is that what it is? And, I think so. He's going to have a kid. And his so wife's like, like all out of you. go have one last, you know, crazy time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it looks funny. Yeah. That girl who plays his wife, I guess that's his wife. Yeah, I think so. She's she hilarious. crazy hilarious. She, she deserves to be more, like, in bigger roles in more movies. I like her better than, like, Amy Schumer, personally. Mm. Although I've never seen that girl like do stand up or anything yeah. like that, but and she's I have gotten never... already a little bit old to me. You no, know, like I don't dislike her, but her comedy's just a little. We'll be reviewing Trainwreck in a few weeks, so we'll see. I've watched <laughs> some of this movie already. Really? Yeah. But yeah, the night before, I'll give it a preemptive eight out of ten. I think it's gonna be really funny. Nice. Uh, I'll do a seven and a half. Cool. Still a little bit. Actually, I'm not really skeptical, but I want to be a little less in it than you. So, if <laughs> you it bombs, it. I'd be like, you ruined it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and last up, we have It Man 3. The uh, sequel to the sequel of It Man. Yeah. Which KC recommended to me for Film Club a couple years ago. And I watched both the first and the second movie. And enjoy them quite a bit. Yeah, I've always heard good things about these movies. I've never seen them, though. First one is really good. The second one was good. <laughs> it was more silly, but still fun, you know. Yeah. Awesome martial arts action. Just cool style to it. Great acting by the main guy. I think it's Donnie Yen. Um, and the third one it looks like more of the same. Looks like closer to the second one as far as just being kind of silly but fun because it has Mike Tyson yeah. as like the main villain. I was going to say, I think I'd look more forward to watching the first one for the first time. Yeah, then. yeah, I definitely would do that. At least try that out. And if you don't like that one, then the series isn't for you. I usually enjoy these movies, but it usually takes me a lot to actually watch them. I don't know why. It's just like. It seems like most of the time it's just. The story isn't as important as just like they want to show off the stunts and martial arts stuff they can do. Yeah. But the first It Man actually has a pretty good story as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and then I uh, recommended to Casey one of my favorite martial arts movies, Ung Bak, 
Which he didn't like at all. <laughs> Basically, it was just a demo disc, but I liked it. <laughs> so I'll give It Man 3 a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I was going to do 6 as well. I'll definitely watch it. Got to complete that trilogy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't just let that happen. <laughs> Especially when you like the first two. It's always got to be in, the, in threes. Yeah. Uh, in theaters, coming up. Uh, we're going to have another episode on Thursday I don't even know if I want to get into this <laughs> Alright, last weekend The 33 came out About those miners that got caught in the mine uh, uh, Love the Coopers A Christmas movie And By the Sea The Angelina Jolie Brad Pitt movie That you think looks terrible And I'm kind of interested in I saw another um, trailer for it And it looks a little bit better It's not getting the best reviews Yeah but I don't know. Something I'm about still, when they're together now is sort of... I'm still interested. I just feel like, how can you make a movie with, like, your wife? It'd be, like, honest. And they were on their honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a honeymoon. <laughs> make a movie about a couple who's falling apart. Well, when you were talking about that Miners thing, I was just thinking in my head, like, what if someone was really innovative and actually shot it how it was? Pitch black. pitch black and all you can do is hear their voices <laughs> or what if <laughs> what if they were all 17 <laughs> alright <laughs> bad joke uh, on Redbox next week or later this week we'll, yeah. we'll be reviewing Terminator Genesis Genesis yeah, whatever you say sure subject <laughs> uh, as well as Mr. Nope Changed. Thanks, notes. What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Earl and the Dying Girl. And I haven't figured out our top five yet. But there will be one. Hopefully there will be one. Top five, top five, top fives. Yes. <laughs> you got it. Also, The Gallows comes out. The horror movie on uh, Redbox. And Dope. The uh, Sundance hit. Our favorite that... Is about a young black kid in a bad neighborhood who's who's like a nerdy good guy trying yeah. to, and he just gets wrapped up in some trouble. Uh, it's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, I've already watched it. It is good. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> and Mr. Holmes officially comes out on Redbox as well. So we'll catch you next time. Yeah. And as always, you can email us the Redbox Report at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Redbox Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at the RVR Joel. Like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and on Letterboxd. I'm at the Oriole Report. So we will catch you next time. Catch and release, baby. <laughs> Human world, it's a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's name. Such wonderful things around you. What more did you looking for? Under the sea, under the sea. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Up on the shore, they work all day. Out in the sun, they slave away. While we be boating full time, you floating under the sea.